Welcome back to the Bless Beyond Measure podcast. I'm your host, CL The Source. Thank you once again for tuning in to yet another episode. And today I have a special guest with me. I'm excited about this one because it's been a long time coming. And shout out to the homie, Justin Colonia, for the assist, because this person that I'm bringing on board today is super cool, super dope. She brings tremendously great energy, just like positive vibes all around. And her Instagram, I told her off air, is super inspirational. And just seeing what she does on a day-to-day basis has just been, uh, it's been a, a great, it's had a great impact on my life personally. So to get her on this podcast is super thrilling. And I'm so happy to introduce Mook. And I'm going to let her introduce herself so I don't butcher her name. I definitely want to be respectful of that. So Mook, welcome <laughs> to the Blessed Beyond Measure podcast. Thank you, Chris. I'm so thankful to be here. Um, oh, yeah, my full name is Mook Mini and Puva, but I go by Mook, like book, but with an M. So. Right. And her Instagram <laughs> is Mook like book, right? So just yes. to, so to make it easier for folks and, you know, if you don't mind, like what, um, what is your background, your um, ethnicity? Yeah, so I'm uh, Laotian. It's kind of like Thai, Southeast Asian. And um, my name actually means pearl in, in Laos. So Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm so happy I got to know that. And, you know, before we, before we go any further, Mook, I just want to thank you for taking the time and, and being here. I know that you live a busy life. You live a great life from what I see on Instagram. And yeah, anybody that's following you can see that, like, you're just, like, doing things to enhance the quality of your life and, and finding those pockets of life and just really trying to do your thing to inspire folks. So I, I sincerely appreciate you spending the time here with us. Oh, thank you again for having me, Chris. It's oh. it's a blessing to be able to be on a podcast and to have, you know, natural conversation and um yeah, just like spread positivity yeah. in the ears of others. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know, again, going forward before we move any further, I just love to do a mental health check with my guest every single time. So on a scale of one to ten, can you would you if you don't mind, um, how are you feeling on one to ten on a mental health check? Um, I'd say, I'd say like an eight or nine, like I feel really good I'm, and I'm thankful to feel that way right now. Absolutely. That's great. And I, I love the the transparency, honestly, because, you know, people, especially sometimes I do it myself too. Like, I'll always say like, oh, I'm a 15, right. Just to, <laughs> just to like project that. But, you know, we got to be real with ourselves, right. To kind of know where we're at. I think it's okay. super important to like check in with ourselves and, you know, to be quite honest with you, I'm probably at a eight or nine myself. Usually I'm at like a 10. Um, but, you know, for those that uh, are aware, I have made the move out to Hawaii and uh, I, I have kind of been experiencing a little bit of homesickness. And oh. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to ask you about that, too, because I know that you made a jump from where you were to the Bay Area. So we're going to get into that as well. And I'm going to definitely pick up some tips on how to kind of like rid yourself of that homesickness if you experience that yourself as well so um i appreciate you sharing that that mental health check so why don't we start there look like so i know you're in the bay area right now specifically oakland california correct and you came from where i came from planet mars no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i came from arkansas um so the south yes uh we're known for being natural so the natural state the natural state, huh? Yeah. 
I've never been to Arkansas. I have no idea what, what goes on over there. So like, how did you even like set up shop over there? Like, if you don't mind us like getting into that backstory a bit. Yeah. So, um, I was actually born in Chicago and I was raised in Chicago and my dad, uh, I don't know if it was a dream, but he was inspired by many of his friends to own a chicken farm business which is pretty common in like the Lao community, Lao culture. Um, so he moved to Arkansas to start a chicken farm. Wow. So and, he did it for the chickens. <laughs> and wow, that's dope. So you really like grew up in the, in the country country and like spent a lot oh, of your yeah. years in the country country. So that is very relative to what I got going on right here. As I told you <laughs> off air, where I'm at in Hawaii, it basically feels like it basically feels so quiet, so peaceful. Like I told you, I woke up to a rooster. I wake up to a rooster right. in the morning. So it's like such a transition and change from like the city. So it's it's actually the opposite of what you did, right? You came from the country area kind of lifestyle to like the fast paced city area. So I'm curious what yes. brought you out to to the Bay Area? Um, definitely opportunity. I was living in a small town throughout like middle school and high school. That small town had like 4,000 or so people um, and it wasn't like that diverse. Um, but, and then from there I moved to like, kind of like a, I guess a suburbish area. Um, and I knew a lot of the same people and you do meet some great people there, but I, I felt like my life was like in a box and I felt kind of stuck. Like mm -hmm. my growth felt very stagnant and I was just kind of like looking at other people's lives on social media that, um, you know, we're experiencing life in other cities, other states, and just getting inspired, like I should take a risk and, and move. So mm. um, that's exactly what I did. That's incredible. And, and kudos to you, because I mean, to make a jump like that, especially leaving your comfort zone, right? That's yeah. like a lot of people don't do that. I mean, I, I highly encourage people to do it. And sometimes I'm guilty of it, too. Like I revert back to my comfortable ways. So you know, for you to make that jump, it's, it's incredible. How long have you been in the Bay area? Um, it's been about three years now. Wow. So yes. Are you loving it? I do. I, I genuinely love the Bay area. Um, Sweet. it's been such a great and thrilling ride um, with a lot of ups and downs, but, um, I feel like my quality of life has definitely enhanced nice. being closer to the water, the beach. Um, it like, is really good for my soul. So I'm, I'm thankful that I live like literally 15 minutes away from the beach and can go there every day if I want to. So that's amazing. I think that's something you and I both share in common. I'm an Aquarius. So like, I definitely love being around the water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one of the biggest reasons why I made this jump to Hawaii, um, just so I could be closer to water. Even when I was out there in the Bay area, um, I was living next to Pacifica. If you haven't been to Pacifica, oh, yeah. you need to go check out Pacifica. So nice. Oh, it's I love it there. Beautiful. It's one of like my favorite places. Have you walked Devil Slide Road yet? I haven't. No, I've only been to the beach, but I'm sure there's more I'm missing out on. Oh yeah, Half Moon Bay is like on that side yes. too. When that you get out there, it's so nice. Off, off air, I'll share some places for you to go check out, but you know you'll love it out there. Um, they got some really cool, just kind of like town it's like a beach town right so like you know you get some like really cool spots like right off the coast um mm -hmm. and then just the drive itself it feels so peaceful you know what i mean it's just like one of those like really really 
chill drives where it's scenic and you know you can stop at a bunch of places where there's like scenic viewpoints and stuff like that so i think it's definitely something that you would enjoy it's gorgeous the last time i was there um i I went and got a sandwich and like just sat on the beach by myself but it was really peaceful and um i went like pretty early at like i think nine or ten in the morning and there was like a bunch of surfers and Mm -hmm. i didn't know like that was a big deal in pacifica but i guess it is and there was like older older folks and then like little kids surfing and I was like I was just like watching them and like I thought that was really cool that you know they wake up early just to surf I know right um, and it's freezing out there I know and I was like are they not <laughs> cold but I guess like their swim wetsuits or whatever maybe have like a material that kind of keeps them warm yeah um or maybe their love for the sport keeps them warm I don't know right <laughs> right but I thought that was pretty And cool. it's also just like, even when it's uncomfortable, as long as you love it, like, it's like, you got to do more of what you love, right? And it, when you're able to do that, I think that actually enhances the quality of life. Would you Would you agree? Amen. Right? You do what you love. Absolutely. And, you know, it, Pacifica is definitely not as warm as, like, the East Bay. Uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah. you know, for sure. Because I think you're, the beach you're referring to, is that uh, Alameda? Yeah. I love it out there too. It's so like nice and warm. It's yeah. amazing. And you it's see so the, cute. the view of the bridge. The view of the bridge. There's always parking. It's next to like boba and food. So, like, <laughs> yeah. It's like a one-stop shop. It just has everything. Absolutely. And what, what do you love most about the Bay Area out of curiosity so far? Oh, it's hard to pick. But top two is probably um, food, the beach. Um yeah, there's so much good food out here. Like there, I feel like there's still so many restaurants I I need to try, but there everything are. I've had is amazing. And you can get like, it's like a melting pot. You can get like Indian, mm-hmm. um, there's like Lebanese food, there's Hawaiian food, hot pot dim sum, boba on every corner. I'm really spoiled here. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you got everything you need right there, right? Yeah, especially coming from Arkansas. I I mean, I tell everybody this, like the closest dim sum place um, was in Little Rock and that's like two and a half hours from where I lived. Mm-hmm. So like dim sum was like two and a half hours, boba. We had like a few boba places, but I think it was like mostly like powder. <laughs> so like, and I'm more of like the real fruit tea type of person. Um, so yeah, I mean, to, to actually get good Asian food, you'd have to go to like Oklahoma City or Dallas and that's a heck of a drive. So to heck be yeah. able to have access to like anything I want within like a 15 minute minute radius is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, trust me, like the Bay Area is definitely <laughs> a foodie area. Um, there's so yeah. much diversity, like you mentioned, it's, it's such a like uh, a melting pot full of different cultures. And, you know, we get all this great food that we're just so like um, privy to, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially in San Francisco and Oakland, I didn't really like explore too much. But every time I go to Oakland, I'm never disappointed with like the food places that my friends bring me to. Um, There's some like great culture over there as well. Um, Yeah, the Bay Area, like as much as I love it, I grew up over there and, you know, eventually just kind of like felt the need to to kind of explore elsewhere. Hawaii's got a great scene as well, too. Have you been out here? Have you had the chance to come out here I yet? I haven't, but I've heard so many great things. So when you told me you moved there, I'm like, wow, you're like, yeah. It's, I'm sure it's kind of like a, I guess it depending on what you want, but like I can see it as kind of being like a step up from the Bay because of like 
just like the different when it comes to like beaches and stuff I guess it depends on what you're looking for but like from what I see in pictures and like videos the water looks so clear and blue and just something out of like a movie you know yeah it's it's crazy it's like breathtaking to be quite honest with you and you know I've been fortunate enough to kind of be able to come out here several times before even moving out here and I just know that Every time I come out here, I feel so recharged. You know what I'm saying? It's something about the sun, the elements, um, the water, of course, the culture. Um, so I definitely encourage you to come check this place out for sure at some point. <laughs> I'll need to. I heard I heard the culture and like the food is awesome too. So that's great. You're you're you get to experience that now too. Absolutely. And you know, that's actually a perfect segue into my my next kind of question for you because I know that, you know, I did a little bit of searching on your Instagram to do a little research on who you wear and everything like that. Obviously, I've been following you for some time now, and we've been in connection with each other for a while now, but I see that you like to travel. So I, I want to ask you, like, um, what's your favorite place that you've traveled to so far? Um, there was like a bug in here. Sorry. <laughs> there, so like, <laughs> I've been to, I honestly want to travel more. I, um, recently went to Mexico. So that was last month for my birthday. And I went to, um, where did I go? <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. That looked dope but, too, by the way. I saw that like you were like working out at like a jungle gym or something like that. Yes. It was in Tulum. And that is like all over social media, the Tulum jungle, jungle gym. They're really famous for like their outdoor, like Flintstone type, you know, um, gym equipment, mm -hmm. but and it's right in front of the beach and next to like all these great restaurants. You can like beach, you know, work out, eat and repeat. It's, it's so nice. That's so dope. Like it looked gorgeous. Honestly, was, is it like a resort type thing too, where you stay there and you can use those facilities and then, or, or is it somewhere it's like a destination when you, when you go out there? Yeah. So that was the gym is just a destination, but I was staying at a resort with my boyfriend. Um, so we actually had to drive out of the resort and go to the gym. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nah, it looks super dope. Like with the, with the uh, equipment that they had over there made of like basically wood and stuff like yeah. that. And like, man, and rocks, and then, yeah. plus the scenery, the rocks, right. <laughs> the scenery looked amazing. So that's dope. How, is there anywhere that you, you haven't been to yet that, that you really want to go? That's like kind of circled on your list. Oh, there's so many. Um, <clears throat> I would love to go to Japan. That's that's on top of my list. So like Japan, um, I'd love to go to, what is the place called? It's all over Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, that place looks gorgeous. But Japan for sure, because one, I'm like a big foodie. And I've only flown through Japan going to Thailand, but I've never really got to experience like the culture or like the well i've had ramen at the airport which was pretty good but i would love to try like all the other foods and i've right. had friends that have gone and family and they always tell me like how it's just a whole nother world out there and the culture um is just so like they're just so well respected and um yeah it's just like safe there and yeah yeah, no, J Japan is definitely on my list as well. Um, I actually have a really good homie who lived out there for an entire year. And his experience was just the way he described it was incredible. And then my siblings went 
um, to Japan. I didn't have my passport at the time, so I couldn't join them. But no. I, I know now I got I got the process going. So I, I got my passport on the way. And when I get that, I'm about to throw some stamps on that bad boy for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Japan, like I definitely want to get some like, uh, have you seen uh, uh, Jiro, uh, Hero James of Sushi or Jiro James of Sushi on Netflix? Yeah, I've, I've seen like one episode or like, no, I've seen a little bit of it. Not like the whole thing, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's so dope because he's just like a master chef at sushi. And it's like a dream of mine to like go out there and just sit there with somebody who's dedicated themselves to their craft for that amount of time and have just mastered it. Now, like you just see these pieces of sushi and you're just like, what? And it's just like an incredible experience that like, I feel like I want to take part of too. So Japan is definitely on my list as well. So I don't blame you there, but um, you know, shifting gears a little bit, I, I'm curious because as I mentioned, uh, one of the reasons why like I'm at a, like an eight or nine on my mental health check is because I, I do get a little homesick at times. When you first moved to the Bay area, did you experience that? That's a good question. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't really homesick. Really? I was really happy to be out of where I was. Gotcha. And there's like, I guess, other reasons for that. But um, there was, a, I don't know, I guess I won't go into like tons of detail, but like at that moment, my life was kind of spiraling in not the best way. And I had, I felt like it was a blessing in disguise because it pushed me to move out of my comfort zone. And um, so when I moved here, I was just... I was like, wow. I mean, I have access to everything. It's just, it was, it was a real like upgrade <laughs> for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, I actually can take away a lot from that because I think it's a, it's a mindset that I, I have kind of been um, shifting for myself because I chose to be here similar, just like you chose to be in the Bay area, right? Like I, I went here for my own specific reasons as you did. And it's yeah. just like, of course, for me, like growing up in the Bay Area and like being close to my family and everything like that, that was like, it's it's kind of hard to do that for me, for sure, because I'm so close to my family. But at the same time, I knew why I put myself here was to get outside of my comfort zone, was to experience more, was to learn more about myself. So hearing you say that is unsurprising to me because that's very much in line with the reasoning why I decided to come out here myself. So I think that it's going to, it's going to kind of subside a little bit more as the days go by. And as I stay busy, right. I'm pretty sure you stayed busy as soon as you got to the Bay area too, huh? Like you were just exploring and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was, um, I actually didn't have a job in line when I had gotten here. So that there was a little bit of pressure, um, but everything worked out in, in place. And um, a lot of like, when I first moved here, I did a lot of exploring and I was even like excited about going to um, Safeway because all we have is like Walmart and well, we have Walmart, Target and like other, you know, grocery stores, but I was so amazed by Safeway because they have like sushi and Starbucks <laughs> and like such a variety. And I was like, right. this is so cool. And they have like $5 donut Fridays. And it's just like the little things that make you so happy. Um, but yeah, staying busy exploring and um just trying to experience like the fullness of like where you're at uh really I guess 
I guess helped me enjoy it more since I didn't really miss it, but like, you know, it helps me enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like what, what, like are certain things that you do for yourself, like um, in the Bay area that kind of help with your mental health? Because I'm asking because, you know, going to a new place, um, you definitely kind of have to make sure that your mind is right, right? It can wander. Our minds tend to wander if we don't kind of grab a hold of it. So I'm curious for you, like, what are certain things that you you kind of learn to do for yourself, like, um, to kind of help with that? Um, I love that question, by the way. Mental health is a huge topic that I love to talk about. And um, I feel like more of our society needs to shed light on mental health. Um so some things that really do help me would be being outside, like being by the water, um, being in nature, kind of like what you said. Um, working out is a huge thing that helps my mental health. Um, I'd say affirmations, um, just reminding like yourself who you are and grounding yourself in that, um, especially when like, you know, your anxiety tries to talk you down or like makes you think negatively um it's good to like remind yourself what's true versus you know what's not um and yeah just also being around animals and good people good vibes um I believe animals are like really good for our spirit and there's like a study you know it does reduce depression and anxiety um but I think on a spiritual level they do help with any negative energy you might have and like they're just like the sweetest companions. So being around animals. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so funny you mentioned that because I, I think one of the biggest reasons why I was getting homesick, because I talked to my brother about this, is because I miss my dog. I was like, oh, <laughs> of course. I, yeah. I hella miss him like that little bastard. Like I love him so much. It's crazy. And, um, and you weren't able to bring him, huh? Nah, he well, he's the family dog, so like you know, oh. if I if I take him, like the family is gonna be suffering, <laughs> right? So you know, um, but he's like one of my best friends on the planet, and uh, you know, he uh, I think he's something about just being on Instagram too. I was like, my algorithm has a bunch of like uh dog <laughs> a, a bunch of dog like videos and memes and stuff like that. So it definitely made me get in my head about kind of just missing my dog but i mean thank god for facetime now though i'm not gonna lie to you like thank god for facetime <laughs> i facetime them like quite often in the first few days that i've been here but um yeah some of those things you mentioned i mean all of those really are great tools that you can give yourself just to like enhance your quality of of your thoughts of how you feel you know just rejuvenate yourself just getting into nature it's something I love to do as well. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, I should mention too, with Pacifica, when you go out there, you should also look up, they have a dog surfing competition. Oh my gosh, no way. Yeah, look that up. I think it's like an annual dog surfing competition. This one might've already passed, but check that out. Like I didn't get a chance to do it when I was out there, but it's definitely something on my kind of like to-do list the next time I come back. That's the coolest thing ever like is it like the combination of everything you just said right there it's like nature and the animals and the surfing that people are doing yeah oh my gosh (laughs) i would love to see that i think i think that would like cure my depression like (laughs) you'll love it you'll love it i mean you could even just watch videos of it and just like 
find some joy in that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, oh, one, of, one of the biggest reasons why I asked you that too, is because, you know, I, I know something you and I both agreed we want to talk about is like life in the matrix, like living in a matrix. And, you know, that to some that's like catching wind on this right now to be like, what, what is Chris talking about? What is CL talking about? I'm curious for you, what does that mean to you? Like, what does living in a matrix mean to you? Um, I would say, I guess my definition of living in a matrix is just being like on autopilot and where everything is just revolves around money and work and hustle culture, like, and like, I guess, losing yourself in that. Mm. Um, and I think what I had a big realization moving from Arkansas to California is seeing like a lot of the homeless population um, because I didn't really see a lot of that where I was at um, because cost of living is so cheap in Arkansas. I went from moving to like the cheapest place in the United States to like the most expensive. Um, I still love it here though, but I think seeing like the homeless population, how there's so many, like I live across the street from a homeless park. Um, it kind of makes you question or it made me question like why um and like how is this fair and like how you know there's different ranks and like our economy you know we have like the poor middle class rich etc etc and I'm like why does this have to be a problem Mm -hmm. um and then also thinking about like work and how how like my parents or how many of us have to work for the rest of our lives just to like have the basic our basic needs met um and yeah so I think yeah my version of living in a matrix or what I think living in a matrix is 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 I think just like being stuck in like this world of like always having to work yeah I mean great definition honestly that's uh very much in line with my definition as well it's just like understanding that like it's it's when you when you get lost in that like you said when you get lost in just making money and and working and it just becomes like you're a robot like you're a a cog in the machine right and it's like you recognize that it's like a simulation of some sorts when that's not what life really is about in my opinion like life should be about the experience i I read a quote not too long ago which is which it's i'm gonna butcher this but it said something along the lines of life is not a problem to be solved it's an experience to be had and it's Mm -hmm. like that really hit me because i think a lot of times we're always trying to figure out oh how am i gonna you know make money to make ends meet how am i and you know these are legitimate concerns so i'm not knocking anybody that you know has to you know do what they got to do but when we make our life like solely dedicated to making money, especially in this kind of um, in this, in this, in this society where the priority is like on so many different things that are like, not that important, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like I've actually um, recently adapted like a minimalist approach to life. So I like, Mm -hmm. even before moving out to Hawaii, I sold a bunch of my shit, honestly. Yeah. And uh, the feeling that I got of like giving away a bunch of stuff and just selling it, 
especially because like all the stuff that I either sold or gave away, um, I was barely using it. The feeling that was associated with doing that has been like so profound. It's crazy. Like, and you just create so much more space in your life. And I feel like that has helped elevate myself to a place where I feel like I'm, I'm straying further away from that matrix type of lifestyle. I'm still yeah. focused on making money. Of course, like I'm still definitely going to work my ass off. Like, as I told you off air, this is what I want to be doing, right? Just, right. just podcasting space and, you know, making, making this my entrepreneurial lifestyle, but I'm not putting that much of an emphasis anymore on, you know, like I used to work for corporation, like, like corporates and stuff like that. Not to say that I never will again, but some of those times that where I was working for a corporate structure, that's where I was like my most unhealthiest. That's where I got sick. That's where I wasn't taking care of myself. So I think that's what like the matrix is. You know what I'm saying? I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, and it's tough. Like, so living in a matrix. So like, I think some of the things you mentioned, right? Like, what do you do for your mental health? Like, that's a way to kind of take yourself away from the matrix for a little bit unplug. I think it's healthy to do that. So, you know, those practices that you mentioned can help out a lot of people for sure. Would you say that like, um, is there one practice in particular that's the most beneficial for you? Um, I feel like working out is probably like the most beneficial. Um, but what I've also learned is that, you know, working out is maybe like an hour or so of your day. You still have to manage your mind for the rest of those hours. Um, so I'd say working out is definitely helpful, but also kind of going deeper into like the spiritual aspect, which is like, um, journaling, reading, um, and just, I think being off social media and taking breaks when necessary is, is important. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree. And you know, you're right because when you're working out, you're very present in that moment, right? Like it just locks you in. And then at the end of the day, after you work out, you kind of got to get back into the real world. And when you do, right. right. Like what are, what are certain things that you can do to kind of like, um, duck and dodge a bunch of BS that like, you don't really want it to be dealing with. Right. So, um, there are methods that I kind of do for myself. Like I mentioned to you off air meditation is something that I do every single day where I'm just like, yes. I gotta do this. This is, this is a necessity. It's become such a non-negotiable for me nowadays that like, I, even if it's like 10 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Where you just got to oh, unplug yeah. for a second and just, you know, get at it. So I, I appreciate you, you, you sharing those methods with us and, you know, um, to anybody that's listening out there, um, we, we definitely are in a time right now where there's a lot of stuff going on, especially with social media, as you mentioned, right? There's so much, we're in a 24 hour news cycle, right? There's always stuff going on. So our brains need a break, you know what I'm saying? And for you, that's like working out. That's like getting into nature. Same with me. Like when I'm playing basketball or if I'm in the gym or if I'm doing my own individual workouts, Oh my God, I feel so much more better. And journaling has been a great one. What do you yeah. like? What, what, what are your methods to journaling? Do you just kind of free flow scribble or do you kind of have like a structure that you kind of follow? Um, I definitely scribble cause I can't read my journaling half the time, but I just kind of <laughs> like, I just try to get it out. Like, I guess purge it out. 
um, what I might be feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a great practice that I do for myself as well, where honestly, just like what we did today, when I checked in with you, you know, on a scale of one to 10, I kind of checked in with myself every day. I'm like, how are you feeling right now? Um, you know, what's, what's going on in your brain right now? You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And then, you know, just doing stuff that you love to do, right? Like, I know you mentioned you're a foodie and you love good food. So like out there in the Bay area, you're so like, you get so much access to great food and culture. So just being able to reward yourself for doing things for like, for like surviving things, for going through things, right? Like that's a great method to, to help yourself out too, I'm sure. Right. Well, yeah, you always got to celebrate even the smallest things and mm-hmm. food is a great way to celebrate. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And so I have some rapid fire questions at the end of this that I'm going to ask you, and it's just going to, it's going to get into that a little bit, but, um, I also know about you, um, that you love to dance and sing. Is that something that you would say helps your mental health as well? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love singing and dancing so much. There's just like, and I think it, it just goes back to music. Like, I, I believe the way I hear music is very different and maybe rare. Um, like, I just feel all the emotions when I listen to music and I like, I feel it in my soul. I feel it in my bones and it's such a good like outlet for me. And um, yeah, like singing, even writing music is a creative outlet and like, um, like dancing, you kind of like, it's a good way to like de-stress and just like, yeah, just kind of be in the moment and just like move your body to the notes and you don't have to like think about choreography just like free flow and Mm -hmm. freestyle so yeah it looks like a great outlet to just kind of get a lot of pent-up energy out and just like you know um just use that energy in, in a in a productive way and and you know use it as an like i said an outlet to kind of just let loose and just you know be yourself for like however long that you choose to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I think in, you know, living in a matrix, right. We, we can't always be ourselves, right? Like, or we at least feel like we can't always be ourselves because we have to show up a certain type of way for our job or for like, you know, this and that. And so when we do get those pockets in the day where we can live in our truth and, and, and be authentic and have fun and do what we love, those are like the best moments, right? Oh yeah. You gotta like really, um, savor those moments and and like yeah just let it all out that's like your time to kind of escape absolutely and you know something that we wanted to talk about too between you and i when we we were kind of like trying to figure out what we were going to talk about over here it's like staying true to yourself like i want to ask you about that like what does that mean to you like like how how would you break that down and how would you encourage somebody to stay true to themselves Um, staying true to myself is, is being me and not caring, like, if people approve or not. Um, like, I know for, for, like, a fact, I'm, like, super different from, like, a lot of people I've met. And in the beginning, when I was very young, I, like, wanted to do everything that I could to conform to, like, friends and people. And I just wanted so badly to be accepted especially being like an Asian person in a predominantly like white school. 
right. um, I always felt different and I just, I wanted to change my name. Like I wanted to just be accepted. Um, but now that I'm older, I see that like all my unique qualities and what makes me different actually makes me powerful and makes me special. And I'm grateful that I'm able to see that now. So, um, I mean, as far as staying true to yourself, like you just have to be real with yourself and know like not everybody's going to like you. They're not, they might not like your voice. They might not like your face. They might not like that. You're funny. Um, and yeah, you just have to like be okay with that and not take it personal um, and continue to like shine and be you anyways. And how, what how do you, at the end it's like how you feel about yourself and, and if you love yourself. So. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great way to kind of like put the stamp on what you just said. You love yourself. Like, so like, um, I'm curious, like, how do you, how do you continue to do that in a world that can kind of like make you feel small or make you feel like, you know, um, being yourself is, is not accepted. Right. Especially where you came from, right. In Arkansas, where you are definitely the minority, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because anybody that's listening, that's going through something like that, like what, what goes on in your mind to, to kind of make sure that you make sure that that's the narrative that's being told in your mind. Yeah, I think it, it takes a lot of, of grounding, a lot of work. Um, because like, like you said earlier too, you know, we can't really control like our external um environment as much but you can only control like what goes on inside like here or at least try to and a lot of that is again like reading affirmations um you know just remembering that like it really is like what you think about yourself um and how you judge yourself and how you love yourself and like what kind of home you have like mentally um because if you have that then like you know when when it rains when things get kind of hectic or chaotic like you have that grounding tool and you can like anchor yourself so it's really important to have have a good um like have that self-talk um and just coach yourself and talk yourself and reminding like who you really are because it is going to get crazy and um, I've had so many moments where like, I have to like gain my control back. Like I have to reground myself and things get too like stimulating and, um, but yeah, it's just, again, um, just listening to that inner voice. It's, it can be really quiet sometimes, but it's there and it's there for a reason. So I think just, uh, another good way to listen to that inner voice is kind of like what you said is meditating and being um like in nature because that's where it's like most quiet so less distractions <laughs> absolutely thank you for that and i i fully agree you know it's uh it's important um to to make sure that you're in control of the narrative that goes on in your brain um you know what i mean in your mind because like we mentioned earlier our brains can kind of just take on a life of its own and if we're not kind of in control of it, it'll, it'll just take us down some really slippery slopes that are really hard to kind of pull yourself out from out from. Right. So it's about making sure that every single day, as often as possible, we're doing things necessary for us to keep our 
mental health healthy, right? Like it's mental health. Like we want to make sure it's healthy the same way we want our physical bodies to be healthy. We want our mental to be healthy too. So those methods that you mentioned are absolutely powerful. And, you know, they say that the, uh, the, the, the two most powerful words are I am and whatever comes after that, because, you know, you get to, you get to choose whatever follows after that. So affirmations, those power, the power of affirmations is so real. Like, I mean, something I do for myself a lot is just close my eyes and just tell myself, I love myself. I, I forgive myself for making mistakes. I say, I am this, I am that, you know, like right now, like I know that I am, um, a content creator, a storyteller, a podcaster, uh, a future vlogger. So I have to tell myself these things for it to actually manifest. Right. And it's actually doing that. And I'm very, very proud of the process, but it hasn't always been easy. Right. Just like I know it hasn't been easy for you and it, and it's not always easy. So in those moments, like you mentioned, where it does seem like super turbulent, what is there anything in specific that you do for yourself? Like for me, I, I simply rest. I, like you said earlier, I get still and I'm just like, yeah. you know what? I got to chill right now. You got to listen to myself. No, I love that you mentioned that because um, in my earlier years dealing with anxiety and depression, I didn't even know like how to deal with it. And um, I was masking that and, and like a lot of different things that weren't the healthiest. Um but when it does get really chaotic, I would, yeah, I try to actually do less mm-hmm. instead of like being frantic and trying to like control everything. Cause I feel like that like lowers my vibration and then things get worse. That's just through my experience. And I've learned that doing less and just kind of like trusting in the universe and breathing and like recentering myself is like the best thing to do. Wow. Yeah wow that that is so powerful right there you know because it's like we tend to think like the opposite right um a lot of us in society tend to think the opposite like oh when something's going awry or something's going wrong we got to do something we got to do something but you just said that there's so much power in just doing less and just getting still and centering yourself and doing the simple things right more than anything. And there's so much power in it. And I I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. And that's like, honestly, that's like such a a gem that you just dropped. (laughs) So I appreciate that. And I'm going to definitely kind of add that, incorporate that more into my life too. Because even right now, I'll be honest with you, just getting out here to Hawaii, uh, things have like been moving a little slow, uh, which is great. I love that. Like I came out here, I'm from, from such a fast paced environment that slowing things down has helped me a whole lot more. And I'm starting to see the benefits of that, but there are inklings in me sometimes where I'm just like, all right, what do I got to do today? What do I got to do today? Right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, like chill, like why are you putting all this crazy ass pressure on yourself? Like let the universe do its thing. Like trust yourself. You you've, you're creating the conditions for what you want to happen and, and to come to life. Right. So just trust it. Take every day, one step at a time, you know, do what you can each day. Don't overwhelm yourself. Make sure you come back to yourself and, you know, take care of yourself and everything as a natural byproduct will take place. Right. Right. So yeah, that's powerful. That's super powerful. Like like our societies, like we're kind of, kind of conditioned to like 
go, go, go. And, you know, to make the next big move to overcome the next, you know, to make another accomplishment and just keep adding like what's next, you know, but um, yeah, not saying it's a bad thing to be ambitious. um, But I think it's also good to remember to like, really enjoy the process and like, like savor the present moment. And, um, and it's, it's difficult. Like it is, you know, easier said than done sometimes, but, um, but yeah. Absolutely. You know, striking that balance of, you know, uh, being ambitious, but at the same time, not, you know, like making sure you're enjoying the process. That's all pivotal to, to, a life of fulfillment and like success and happiness and joy and peace and love. And it's just like, you know, you're right. It's not a bad thing to, you know, be ambitious or even have like a sense of urgency. It can be a toxic thing though. If like, you're just like beating yourself up about it, like constantly. Right. And if we don't reel in our minds, our minds will do that. I know minds would do that all the time. I, you know, especially in today's day and age where we do have social media and we're comparing ourselves to, other people's you know like level 10 and we're at level five or whatever the case may be and you know what i'm saying we're not seeing what that person went through you know what i'm saying and we're i i know my mind was doing that which is why for so long i was off social media like i i took myself off for social media for like over a decade um i really opened social media back up when i started this podcast because i think during that time i had to do a lot of my own kind of like living um, without comparing myself because at the time it was Facebook that was really, really popular. And Mm -hmm. I started to notice like a lot of my posts were, were really dark and really like sad and depressing. And it's because of how I felt for sure. But I was like, yo, what's the source of all this? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not blaming social media because it is a tool. But yeah. the source of it for me was just like, I wasn't complete in myself where I couldn't be happy for another person's success. I was just like jealous. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, especially for people that like, I felt like, oh man, we used to go to the same high school, blah, blah, blah. Like, look at so-and-so doing this. And I'm like, nah, this, I recognized in myself was like, I gotta, I gotta stop that. Like that's, that's envy. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta just pull myself away from this for a little bit. And I'm proud to say now that you know, being on social media, when I see somebody successful, I'm, I'm, I'm clapping. I'm rude. You know what I'm saying? Like, because why should we be jealous? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we should just be focused on our own lives and doing the things that we can to create a successful life. Cause everybody's definition of success is different. You know what I'm saying? And it's important to be aware of the energy that you're putting out. Right. Because that's what you're, you're attracting, you know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy how simple things are when you when you really kind of catch wind of it and, and realize it, right? Yeah, I like how you said, you know, just you're very self-aware of how you're feeling towards um, other people when when it came to like them achieving success and how you like were jealous and you kind of like had to check yourself in a way. And that takes a lot of like inner work. And that's awesome that you were able to to work on that because the whole jealousy thing is not easy to work on especially I feel like me personally being a female um yeah it's it's something I struggled with um a lot like probably in my earlier years I'm way better about it now and I have a similar mindset like you like if I see someone 
you know, with success, I'm like genuinely happy for them. Um, but to do the inner work that it takes work. So kudos to you for, you know, being self-aware and like working on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you as well. I mean, like the inner work is exactly what we're talking about. All these different things where we're constantly doing what we feel is best for ourselves to be our best selves. Right. And you're certainly doing that. You know what I'm saying? I see you like your posts are so positive and inspirational and just chock full of energy and plenty too. Like you've got some really funny ones too, you know what I'm saying? And you're not afraid to show your, like your, um, I guess your mess ups, right? I think I saw one post where like you were doing like a box jump and you fell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not afraid to do that. What, what about that? Like, um, what about those posts that you feel like you, uh, needs to be out there? Why, why, why do you post those things? And I have my own idea why, but I want to hear it from you. Um, for sure. So uh, the posts that resonate with me a lot when it comes to like growth is, um, you know, when people are real, when people show the non-highlight reels or mm-hmm. I guess the failure reels, that inspires me more, I think, than seeing someone with success because I can relate to it. Not saying I'm not a successful person, but it makes you more relatable, which is why I love TikTok so much. That was super random. But, you know, Instagram is very much like we post a lot of um, our successes and we choose what we post. And a lot of it is our best moments in life versus our not greatest moments in life. But um, when I am on TikTok, I see more real people that are crying, that are like going through it. And um, but I see how that helps me. And and I know if it helps me, it's got to help somebody else. So that's why I want to create more content like that to really encourage others like that you're not alone and you know it's okay to suck at something for a while. That's how how it works and it's uncomfortable and you know we want to master things like from the get but that's not how it works all the time and and honestly when you suck at something and you keep working on it and you like yeah I mean you'll eventually see progress and like when you record that progress and you you know, you look back, you're like, damn, that's where I started. Like, and yeah, it's really important to, um, to just, yeah, be real with people and show, show that like you mess up too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And thank you for that because it's just being authentic, right? You know what I'm saying? Because again, it's just like, you're right. We do see everybody's just the best side of them, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but to to sit here and say that like there's no mistakes being made or there's no failures or there's no adversity that they have to overcome or there's right. no difficult moments that's bs because yeah. it's all part of the process it's all happening for us and and we got to like when i i think when i see you do something like that right or anybody do something like that i'm like yeah it's all part of it because like this idea of perfection is so like far fetched and unreal to be quite honest with you because like it's like not, it's not even about being perfect. You said the word earlier, it's progress. It's about making progress, you know, little steps incrementally every single day, showing up every single day, getting better. And you're going to inevitably create momentum for yourself, see that progress, but it's all a part of the journey. It's all a part of the experience, right? I'll be real with you. Like when I first got into the gym, um, you know, I was very self-conscious, you know what I'm saying? Very like, 
oh, I'm, I'm doing this, this workout wrong. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, oh, people are looking at me, but ain't nobody looking at you. You just, <laughs> you just in there, just everybody in there trying to get right and do their own thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, bro, like, like how, how arrogant of me to, <laughs> to think that people are looking at me making a mistake. Right. But like, I think the biggest thing that I learned from that is just like, you know what, man, just, just stay in your lane, keep doing you. Mistakes are part of the process. Enjoy, embrace it, learn from it, grow from it and become the very best version that you can become. And it's, it's a lifelong process, right? Look, it's like, it doesn't stop. Like, you know what I mean? Like you make progress. It doesn't just stop there. It's like a continuous journey, right? It really is. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, and, and only God knows how many days we have on this earth, but it's, if we like overwhelm ourselves and think about like, oh, it's going to take a million hours in the gym to get to where I want to be, then like, you know, we're going to scare ourselves and we're going to talk ourselves out of it. But if you just focus on the one step at a time, it'll, it'll make things at least more like, it seems more doable that way. Um, so you just got to look at the one step versus the whole staircase. Absolutely. That's a beautiful quote that I, I literally was just telling some my auntie about that, that quote last night. It's like, when you can't see the full staircase, just focus on the one step ahead of you. Yeah. And there's, there's one that I love too. I don't know if you heard this one where it's like, you ask him like, how do you, eat, uh, how do you eat an elephant? Oh, yeah. You heard this one? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> how do you how do you eat an elephant? And they're like, I don't know how. One bite at a time, you know, because yeah. it's like you can't eat the full elephant in you know one fell swoop or one big bite. It's like you got to take your time, and it's, it's it's not even about eating an elephant, right? Nobody's about to eat an elephant, but, <laughs> but it's more it's more about it's more about just understanding that like don't get too far ahead of yourself in your mind, right? Don't overwhelm yourself with how much you feel like there is to do to accomplish whatever task you set in front of you. It's more about understanding, just take it one step at a time and the path will just continue to unfold for you. And then you create momentum. And then sooner or later, you got this like snowball effect, right? Where you're just, you're just rolling. You don't feel right without doing those, those practices. Right. Yeah. Becomes like a habit or um, like you're disciplined in it now. And it just seems like natural. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything you've been saying is like very much on par with a lot of the stuff that I've been incorporating in my life. And uh, it's, it's really dope. Like to, to hear that you're doing your thing out there. I'm curious on a personal level. Um, do you see yourself out in the Bay area for, for a good amount of time, or is there somebody somewhere else that you kind of like uh, see yourself at it at some point? That's a good question. Um, you know, I have thought about moving to like Southern California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, another part of California because I, I do love California or the Bay, but, um, I've also thought about Hawaii and I've thought about maybe even like living in other countries for like a few months and traveling. Um, still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do, but that's kind of like what I've at least thought about is Southern California, Hawaii, or other countries. And it's a funny question to ask, right? As, as I just clearly said, uh, just focus on the, the one bite in front of you, right? Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> but I, the reason why I ask is because, you know, like, I think you and I are in very similar situations in that, um, you know, you made the leap from Arkansas to Arkansas, right? To, uh, to Bay area. 
and I went from the Bay Area to Hawaii. And you mentioned something in in kind of what your thoughts were, like that I've actually really considered too, is because and it ties in with what you said earlier too, which is like only God knows how many days we have left on this earth. We don't know. Our time is not promised to us, right? So it's like how how can we make the most of our life, whatever that means to you, right? And I I honestly feel so attracted to that idea of just living up in different places for months at a time, just to kind of soak in that culture and travel and enjoy myself. And just like, that's why, like, honestly, like that whole minimalistic approach has been like one of the best gifts that I've kind of given to myself. I, I literally came here with, with two bags where I had like a bunch of other shit and, you know, that I wasn't using and now I can travel pretty freely. Like if, even if I wanted to move, uh, like I got places that in line that like, say for instance, if Hawaii kind of doesn't work out for me or whatever, or if I feel like I just want to make a change, I got places yeah. in mind like Seattle. I might, I might go out there to the South. You never know. Like <laughs> maybe even, yeah. But, hey, I'll tap in with you. Like if, uh, <laughs> if, if I ever go to Arkansas for sure, <laughs> but you know, the, the idea of just, like being a nomad for a little bit, especially at this point in my life where I'm just like, I don't have any kids. I don't have any like crazy ass obligations or anything like that. Like a house, like why not? Right. I love that. Yeah. You're exactly right. Like why, why not? Like what could go wrong? Um, and there's so much more to see like outside of where we are. Um, the world is so big. Um, so yeah, it's hard to decide sometimes. Like, where do I want to go? Yeah, <laughs> just <I'm> everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely, it's like, where on the map do I want to go? And that's a privilege in itself, right? Like to be able to yeah. even have these abilities to take ourselves wherever we want to go, and recognizing those blessings has just been—it's like that amplifies so much more of like what we can do in this life. It's like we're not pigeonholing ourselves or putting ourselves in a box, right? We're giving ourselves possibilities and looking at different things that we can do with our lives and that's a blessing ain't it right it really is um and you mentioned like being going like moving closer towards like a minimalistic approach um which i think is great because sometimes we me personally i want too many things and um with wanting too many things i forget that i already have like a lot (laughs) Um, and, you know, I used to think like, when I used to compare myself to a lot of people, like I have nothing. And that's what happens when you compare yourself, like you never win, like you you always lose and you just have like a really negative mindset. But, um, like even having like a, the simplest thing of having like a roof over your head, having options like in the fridge or having running water, like, you know, you're very fortunate compared to a lot of people. And um, I, I started to realize that more as well when um, seeing a lot more of like the homeless population in Oakland. So um, yeah, I think, but sometimes I think that social media can make you feel like you have nothing when comparing yourself to like the Kardashians or like, you know, multi-billionaires or whatever, but like, we're a lot more fortunate and blessed than we think we are. Mm so that's gratitude that's the power of gratitude that you just laid out right there and it's 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 recognizing that like you have enough 
You know what I'm saying? Like you have everything that you need. And that's like a huge blessing, you know, to, to have your basic necessities met. Right. And just having a roof over your head. There's certain things that, I mean, we can go down a list of everybody that is listening to this, I'm sure has so much to be grateful for. And it's just like, I think I saw this on your, on your um, Instagram as well. It's a quote that I love by Wayne Dyer. Um, when you, when you, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, right? Fire. Super fire, right? So good. Go ahead. Talk about it. No, I was just going to say that quote is powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Your mind really does create a reality. Um, and like, you can move to like several places and still have the same mindset, whether that be negative or positive and that can impact, you know? um your life and it's just really important to um to tap into perspective and to be aware of how you think because I feel like a lot of for me personally I've had to unlearn um you know my my negative behavior patterns my negative thinking patterns um but when I started to really like shift and move more into like a faith mindset um yeah, the things I looked at started to change. I didn't dread this or dread that. I started to see like light in things and notice that I was the one that gave meaning to a lot of things. And I was the one that made a negative, made this or that a negative experience. And there's a quote, I forgot who's it by, but I think it's like, um, life is all about like 10% of what happens and like 90% of it is how you respond. Um, I probably butchered that, but it's just like, it really just depends on your mind and, you know, how you give things meaning and, um, what you attach to. And a lot of it I'm learning is just about letting go and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, gratitude, gratitude's huge. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that quote, actually, I posted that on Bless Beyond Measure podcast <laughs> page, <laughs> that 90%, uh, how you respond to it but honestly though it's um you're absolutely right it's gratitude like what that can do for your perspective is absolutely amazing it's incredible the power of just looking at what you have because what you have is so much more than other people's and like you said like we we you know in the bay area we get like such a a, a, a huge slap in the face every single time we step out our doors, especially me in San Francisco, where I, where I was at living near Golden Gate Park. I mean, you see homeless people all the time with completely difficult mental struggles that they're going through. Obviously, um, a lot of them may be on a lot of drugs and everything like that. But for from whatever, whatever got them to that point, they've had to endure so much. And, you know, I'm, I have so much compassion for people that have to be or that, that have gotten to that place in their life. I, I definitely, I definitely like to reserve the, um, the idea that people can change. So, but at a certain point, like it, it does seem a lot harder and more difficult to kind of pull yourself from a hole. So it's important for us to maintain a perspective and, you know, like people question me all the time, like, how are you so positive? How are you so positive all the time? And it's like, it's not even about being positive. It's just about being grounded and grateful to be quite honest with you. That's where the, the positivity comes from, or like being aware of, you know, my energy 
Like, am I, am I doing things? Am I operating from a place of fear or am I operating from a place of love? And when I'm operating from a place of love, that's when like the best stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when your energies, you're most vibrant, right? Agreed. Operating out of love is game changer. Life Absolutely. changer. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, though. Look, like, I think we all are. It's like a human thing, especially in today's day and age where social media is so prevalent, right? We're seeing people's best sides all the time and, and that can trick us. Our mind already plays tricks. Oh, our yeah. mind already, like if we're not, you know, in control of our own thoughts, <laughs> our mind can really, again, bring us down these slippery slopes. So, you know, there's another quote and I'm like the quote master, honestly. Like, I, 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 love, I quotes. love quotes. Me too, because it's yeah. just like, they just, they just like hit you. Right. You know, and they make so much sense. They make it make sense. Right. <laughs> but there's a quote and it's super simple. It's like comparison is the thief of joy. And it really is. It is. Right. It's like when we're looking at what other people have, like long ago when I was on Facebook and I was looking at what other people have, I'm like getting jealous and everything like that. I'm like, that is stealing from my joy. I'm allowing that to, to make me a negative person. And yeah. when you're not aware of that and you don't catch that, you'll fall further and further down that hole and it can get really, really bad for you. So, for you know, sure. catching that is super important. And then when you flip that, when you're just like, dude, like stop comparing yourself, stop comparing your level eight to somebody's level 15 or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's at different parts of their journey. Right. So for you to compare yourself to somebody else, it's not fair to yourself. And you're just creating like suffering unnecessarily, right? Oh yeah. The suffering part for sure. It's, it's definitely not fair to yourself and it's not, um, like self-love, but the opposite. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, it's like the opposite of self-love. You're like torturing yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, what's, I mean, what's the point? Then like, you know, everything you try to do for yourself is like, it go, it's going to go unnoticed. It's going to be overlooked. Mm. It's never going to mean anything because your eyes are like, just so fixed on somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like it's not healthy. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And look, you know, I, I definitely know that like we're running, uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time. We're at like a, <laughs> at a place right now where it is getting near the, uh, the, uh, the end of this episode, but so far I've like loved everything about it. I, I thank you so much for being here. And again, like just dropping all this value because your story, uh, is going to help a lot of people. It's definitely helped me in a lot of ways for sure. And I, I'm just very, very grateful for you spending your time here for sure. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Of course. And before we get out of here, I want to give you, um, a little fun way to kind of wrap things up. So I, I, I put together, I compiled like four rapid fire questions and <laughs> yeah. we can get into it a little bit. Um, I know you're a foodie. So if you had to choose one or the other, what would you choose? Boba or coffee? <laughs> that's an easy answer. Boba. <laughs> oh, it's Boba. Okay. That's an easy one. Okay. Damn. I thought that was going to be a kind of hard one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about, okay. So. You're a foodie. Dim sum or hot pot? <gasps> dim sum. <laughs> dim sum. Ooh, 
I think I'm gonna have to do the same thing that Shumai and the the Hargao and Hargao. I love the tofu skin rolls. Oh my god, like everything. Yeah, Xiaolong Bao. Xiaolong Bao. It's like an edible gift. Uh, <laughs> it's the best. Like they're so like who knew that such small packages can bring such great <laughs> feelings and flavor, <laughs> texture, yeah. all that. They're so cute. Okay, how about this? Um, I know you're a nature girl, like you just we've been talking about. Um, beach or forest? Beach. Beach. Same. Without and a how, doubt, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm in Hawaii. But you get a little bit of both out there too. You get both too. There's so much nature <laughs> out there in the Bay Area. It's crazy. Okay, this one might be a tough one for you because I know that both of these are something that you do for yourself and that you thoroughly enjoy, but. If you had to choose one, dancing or singing? <gasps> oh my God, that's so hard. <laughs> that one's really tough because I feel like, oh, I feel like I love them both so much. But I guess if I had to pick, I'd say dancing because I feel like I can do that like spot on versus mm. singing. I'm a little bit more hesitant and scared, but I still love it. Yeah, I like to move my body. So dancing. Gotcha. Cause it's like a workout too, right? Yeah. And the beauty of these questions is you don't have to choose either or like you're right. You know, you live in a world that's abundant and you can yeah. do everything that you want to do. You're in a place to where you can do anything you want. Right. And you're that's doing true. that just by living your life. Look, you're, you're inspiring a lot of people, the energy you're putting out. I really appreciate it. And, you know, Again, appreciate you being here. Before we get out of here, is there anything else that you feel like you wanted to touch on that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, Maybe throw us a little nugget, a little extra jam. I will say um, this is just something I guess that's been on my mind is a lot of people that I've come across and just what I've had to learn as well is like, you know, we spend hours working on our body, working on our hair and our face. And like, um, I feel like it's really important to like spend as much time on our character and being a good person and making a difference. I've always been that type of person, like since I was young, um, it's just like a woman of character and like wanting to make a difference and I know that's not always like popular, like super attractive or cool. Um, and that being, you know, snobby might be like more popular, but I think if the world like worked on their soul more, we'd see a lot of good changes. Um, and I think just like spending a little bit of time to make like the smallest difference in someone's life could make a difference as well. Um, but yeah, uh, one of my, so I, I did start a personal training business like in 2020 and my biggest motto was like build muscles, build hearts. And like the biggest, like, um, I guess the reasoning behind, behind that, uh, slogan or quote or whatever is just like, you know, you can work on your body all day, but like, if your mental health is out of whack, if you're not really like feeding your soul and your spirit or you know making a difference then um yeah like that external shell is only going to last so long um but definitely like invest in your spiritual side and 
um, yeah, work on your character, work on your heart. I think that's attractive. I think it's beautiful. I think we need more of that. And I love like conversations like this where we can talk about the matrix, spirituality, and just, um, yeah, being like a good person. Um, so, I mean, if anything, it's just, yeah, be a person of character and, and work on the inside, do the inner work. <laughs> Absolutely. Be the change you wish to see in the world, right? Amen. <laughs> Mook, thank you so much. Honestly, this has been a great conversation. Uh, again, I learned so much. I hope that anybody that's listening to this has learned a lot. And Mook, can you tell us how people can reach you, how they want, if they want to follow your journey and everything like that? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and TikTok. I made it pretty easy for you guys and for myself, but my hashtag, not hashtag, my handle is at Mook like book. So it's M-O-K like book. So Mook like book. Um, and I'm on TikTok and IG and YouTube coming soon, hopefully. <laughs> hey, we can be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. I'm excited for your for your progress and your journey. Um, just hearing all these different things that you do for yourself, you are absolutely on the right path. Keep going, keep doing you, keep loving yourself, keep blooming, keep bringing great energy to the world because we need it. And I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, Chris. I, I really appreciate your time. And just like, again, being on my first ever podcast, I love what you're doing. And, you know, you're making a difference by using your voice to like storytell and also connect with people. Um, and you're talking about like really important topics that again, need to be shared and heard more in today's society. So um, I love your ambition and I love what you're doing. And like, I know that this podcast is gonna continue to grow um, and I'm happy for your move. That's, it's huge. So thank you. Thank you, Mook. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the Bless Beyond Measure podcast for another episode. I was your host. Oh, I am your host, CEO of the Source, your friendly neighborhood hope dealer. Until the next time, stay up and stay blessed, y'all. Peace. Yeah, yeah.